Welcome, everyone. Dr. Law, episode number seven. Uh, joining me today, Corey Smith. Corey, it was a um, it was a wild weekend for us last weekend as we really got a chance to deep dive into college football as well as NFL. Um, and part of the course for us, uh, we both had fairly good days uh, Saturday and uh, really crummy days on Sunday. Uh, so, I mean, real quickly, we're going to cover a bunch of topics on, on the upcoming weekend of sports-wise. Uh, you want to welcome the folks in, uh, tell them how you're doing, and then we'll dive in uh, some of our best and worst spots this past weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, good to be back, Tom. Good to be back talking football. Um, you know, briefly, we had our U.S. Open special podcast last week. I think we actually, you know, if the, if the people took the picks, we definitely broke even, depending on – uh, how many units you're wagering on each one. But Will Zalatoris kind of carried the weekend for us. Um, he ended up cashing top 10, and we had him top 20 and 40. Um, unfortunately, uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau just manhandled the golf course um, because he's on steroids. So yeah, it, makes sure, it, it sure. makes it easy to manhandle a lot of things when you take steroids. Uh, but that's neither for here nor there. Um, and, you know, I think we are going to have a, a good time uh, – you know, today discussing um, and indoctrinating some of the listeners into uh, one of the uh, one of the doc and the law, and also shout out to GPS Financial Strategies and all the boys on the thread. Um, but we're going to indoctrinate them into the weekly uh, tradition of cashing on Saturday and giving it all back plus some on Sunday. When we when we talk about, I saw thought about this last weekend. When we cat like go at it on Saturday, it's a fifteen hour day. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot how exhausting it is to bet football from literally noon until midnight. No, not just football. We're talking about football too, because we're, we're we bet we usually bet soccer that morning. So we're oh, starting. That's so true. That's we're so starting true. at seven a.m. and then we had. I know we both had the late game last week with with Abilene Christian covering the nine at UTEP. So we're so it was a fifteen hour day last Saturday. Yeah, it's 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 exhausting. It's rewarding. Rewarding. Uh, it's maddening. Uh, it is costly. <laughs> yeah. But damn, is it fun! It's 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 sure costly on our health as well. Because I know it's not a good day, uh, a good Saturday or in the fall, if I don't go to bed and my phone has had to be charged three, four times, and my eyes feel like they're bleeding because I've stared at so many screens throughout the day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think probably one of the hallmarks of a uh, epic gambling Saturday is when your phone charger will literally burn your fingers from how much you're having to charge your phone. Your eyes hurt from squinting, from looking at your, uh, your bookie app on your phone and looking at multiple screens. Um, your head hurts from thinking so much, and you have two or more DoorDash or Grubhub orders from where you didn't even get your ass off the couch to go outside to get food. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, speaking of this past weekend, let's talk about a few of our best calls. I know off top, uh, I had BC on the money line. That was an easy winner. Uh, and then we, we both had Georgia State plus 16. That was an easy one. And, but then we, we both, we both in, in game, we were kind of texting around and we watched most of the first half. And I was like, and maybe one of our friends said, Hey, uh, Georgia State can take this thing. So we we both grabbed Georgia State in the money line. But you got you had a little parlay involved as, in, as well. So so yeah, I think a, a great story from the weekend. So I I got a little uh, feisty 
uh, Saturday morning, and I grabbed a uh, little money line parlay just to make things interesting of Boston College at plus 155, Navy at plus 200, and then Georgia State at plus 650. Um, so we're talking about a, uh, a plus 5,000 parlay uh, and then dropped a half unit on it, uh, you know, just for, for entertainment purposes only. And uh, so, I, you know, BC rolled. They looked great. Navy was getting smashed. Georgia State, I feared they'd find a way to blow it. So I had kind of honestly forgotten I had the parlay. And then when BC won, Action Network alerted me that I had won a leg of my parlay. And then right about that time, Navy took the lead. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we got a chance at this thing. And then ensued probably 30 of the craziest minutes of my entire life between answering texts from the boys uh, on whether I should hedge Georgia State or not and then furiously trying to hedge with my app uh, frequently updating the line. And I watched it climb from Louisiana Lafayette minus 150 to Louisiana Lafayette minus 550. Finally, I just had to ride it out, ended up losing. Uh, but, you know, as we say, that's why we play, right? You got that right. Uh, that was a – and the thing was, that happened at what, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? I was like, oh, man. That, was, that was the early games. That was the early games. So we had a full full day left. Uh, and then, like you said, you had Navy, and I had Tulane. And that was a disaster if you had Tulane, minus six and a half. They just – Yeah, I, I heard a, people were – I heard people who were playing Tulane live in-game minus 24-and-a-half. Yeah, when it which was – Four to zero. Because you just figured they were going to get smashed. I mean, what a team to be up 24-0 on and then blow a lead. Unbelievable. Yeah, and then we're talking – so we uh, so that was uh, kind of our staple staple time frame of uh, one of the crazier times of Saturday. And we moved to Sunday, and Sunday was an absolute disaster. I'd rather not talk about it. I mean, my biggest bet was – Let's see, Sunday. I'm just meandering through my stuff right now. Uh, well, we, we all hammered the Eagles money line, and, and uh, they was... absolutely laid an egg on us. Um, I will tell you, I, I do want to bring up, though, I feel like one of my one of my worst plays of the weekend was Eagles money line. That was probably my biggest bet of the whole weekend, uh, other than Miami-Louisville, which we all cashed on, which was nice. Um, but uh, I feel like Eagles money line was probably my worst play of the weekend. But I will say – I thought the uh, Navy money line play was pretty sharp, but by far my sharpest play of the weekend: Citadel plus fifty-two. Yeah, Citadel oh, that plus, was that was a wild Citadel plus fifty-three, <laughs> and then live in game Citadel plus sixty-nine and Citadel plus seventy. <laughs> yes, Clem, I I think I told y'all y'all that Clemson. Well, their team total was sitting at 52 and a half, and they were at 49 by, what, the start of the third quarter? And, or start oh, of yeah. the third quarter, and they couldn't hit the team total. Can you imagine? They, they You want to talk about shutting it down? Oh, my God. I, I lost my mind. Well, as a guy who was holding multiple Citadel tickets, I can just tell you, I had basically electronically ripped up my plus 52 and plus 53 tickets. And you remember we we only took plus sixty nine and seventy as a joke, thinking yeah. we'll never see we'll never see plus seventy in a football game ever again. No. We got to take it, and uh, much to uh, my delight, as I as you know the people know, I live uh, basically in Clemson. Uh, Clemson just absolutely uh, rolled you know rolled the balls out for the second half and just kind of pity pattered with Citadel and it ended forty nine to nothing. So that was probably my sharpest play if it wasn't my most idiotic play. 
um, but it ended up working out nice. But I actually didn't have that bad of a Sunday. I, I recovered nicely in the 4 o'clock window um, and uh, actually ended up with a, a halfway decent day on Sunday. But that just means I'll pay even more so this coming Sunday. Yeah, but as, we, as we've said once, we'll say it again, good teams win, uh, great teams cover. Uh, that's directed straight at you, Clemson. Uh, and I remember I told you guys a funny stat. Uh, Clemson wanted to keep the clock running. And uh, at second half running clock, and Citadel was like, nope. And Citadel still, still covered. So, hey, uh, thank you for the, the cash there, Citadel Bulldogs. Uh, hey, troops are troops, buddy. You got that <laughs> You got that right, even if they're in Charleston, South Carolina. That's right. Um, moving on, uh, we're going to do a quick recap of other sports besides football. We are pro pro mainly football podcasts because we are based in the southeast and that's what we both grew up on that's what we both played we know we seem we think we know more about it than anything uh hey your your braves clinched the east again any baseball thoughts uh i will say this um i think that if you were gonna make a bet on anybody in the futures market other than the dodgers to win the world series right now which I did yesterday, place a pretty hefty wager on the Braves at, at plus 1,500 to win the World Series. Um, and hopefully I'll get to hedge that out, but uh, I, I seriously doubt it. But we'll, we'll see. But I think if you're betting on anybody other than the Dodgers to win the World Series right now, you're probably just, just shooting in the dark. Um, I think that it really comes down – it's probably a three-team race between the Yankees and the Rays in the AL and the Dodgers in the NL. I don't really think anybody else has the bats or the pitching to keep up. Although, you know, this three-game series thing is going to be interesting um, because, you know, they they play seven-game series for a reason. I mean, anybody can have three pitchers get hot, you know, or one bullpen game. A, a strategy I am going to try, and I don't know if I would endorse this to the listeners yet. We'll, we'll revisit next week. But, by the way, I don't know if you've seen the schedule for the MLB playoffs. They're going to have a day where there's eight games in one day. They're going straight March Madness style. They're just going to start a game every hour from noon until 8 p.m. It's going to be absurd. Good for them. Um, but, but I will say a strategy I'm going to try because the way they're doing this is so hectic. So there's going to be some teams that don't even know where they're playing until Monday, and then they're going to have to fly out Monday night, I think is the time frame, and then they're going to have to potentially play in an early game Tuesday and then play every day for three straight days. So, with that being said, unless I see a matchup I really like in the first round, I'm probably just going to take series prices or bet like money line, rolling money line parlays on all home teams through the first round and just see how that works out. It may be a huge, I may go down in flames, um, but I have a feeling that all in all, there's going to be more home teams winning series specifically in this first round than uh, away teams. But that's just my thoughts on baseball. Well, that's like, like you said, too, with the three-game series. It's I've heard several people mention it. I think that three-game series, and you mentioned the Dodgers, kind of there's a front-runner to win the whole thing, of course. But the, the three-game series is so critical now because we've seen it before because we watch hockey, too. You get a hot goaltender, anybody can make a run at it. Same with same with a three-game series so short. I mean, you have a team playing the Dodgers. I don't know if the NL's figured out their matchups yet, but team plays the Dodgers, hey, they sneak the first one past them. Second one, uh, you never know, man. It's just kind of one of those things. You could see they they were from what I, I gather. I think the biggest threat to the Dodgers making the World Series and winning it's that first that first three game series. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and you know, I mean, there's been a lot of history with the Dodgers. I mean, they've had their bats go cold. They've had Kershaw get hurt. 
You know, I mean, there is that kind of – I think it's a false, you know, kind of BS narrative about Clayton Kershaw choking in the postseason. But, I mean, you know, there's numbers to back it up for the people who think that. So, uh, it's going to be interesting, and uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I, I – uh, it's going to be fun to see how this Braves uh, futures bet plays out. Uh, hopefully it's an exciting ride for us over the next few weeks. But um, I got to say, after what the Falcons did to me on Sunday. Uh, I didn't want to get, uh, I didn't want to bring it up because I knew it was a t- it, that hit home. But if you want to bring uh, it up. You know, well, well, I think you made a very, uh, I think you made a very pointed comment uh, earlier this evening when you said, uh, you know, you can't kill a man when he's already dead, Tom. <laughs> and here's the thing. Uh, the Falcons absolutely just, just ripped my heart out and uh, stomped on it on Sunday. And uh, I'm a dangerous man you are that. because I got nothing to lose. Yep. Uh, I'm absolutely at my wits end and, and I got nothing to lose and I'm feeling dangerous as Baker Mayfield once said. And so uh, who knows? I, I may fire off some interesting future bets over the next few weeks. We'll, uh, we'll have to keep the listeners tuned in. Was baseball talk a little bit longer than we anticipated, but we'll do soccer talk in about five seconds. Uh, Byron Munich lost me a bunch of money yesterday. Uh, we love Dortmund; they're back. The over the overs club, as Big Cat calls it, is back in Bundesliga, uh, and that's soccer talk for me. Uh, the only soccer talk I have is uh, is apparently Gareth Bale's coming back for Tottenham. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know. I don't because- know if he's. I don't know if he's still good. I, I don't. I just know that I chose a couple years ago to be a Tottenham fan. You did. <laughs> and my my sister in law is a hardcore Tottenham fan. We may need to have her on as a guest uh, as a guest analyst on uh, a Premier League soccer. But uh, yeah, Dortmund looks great. Uh, Reina's kid looks unbelievable. Um, I think between him and Holland, uh, it could be a fun year. But uh, I, I have, I have, I have no soccer picks for the people this week, Tom. No, I'll give you a quick soccer talk. How about this? We enjoy doing EPL on Saturday mornings because it's NBC's big time. But now that they've got Peacock, it's ridiculous because we had to. I had to sit there and watch freaking poker tournaments Saturday morning instead of I could be watching Liverpool Chelsea. Remember play? No, that was a midweek game. But still, I'd rather I'd pick a, a Wolves West Ham game to bet on. I'd watch it be on the background while I'm cooking breakfast, but I still bet on it. But no, you got to go to Peacock now. You got to pay money to watch soccer. No, I'm, I'll pass. I'll I'll find something else on TV to watch. That's my soccer ball. Uh, I could not agree more. I think I think these paywall streaming apps are the future. But I think moving what is possibly one of your biggest up and coming products behind a paywall that isn't even a real paywall. I don't really understand. But making me log in to an app to watch something that I could just turn to channel you know two twelve and watch. Uh, I don't think it's very smart by NBC. I don't think it's very smart by soccer to let it happen. But uh, like I said, that's all I got on soccer. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we'll give you quick hockey talk too. Uh, Lightning lead the Stars two one. Um, our team stinks. They've been going for it seems like years. They've been out of the playoffs. Um, I would rather pull for who would I rather pull for than the Stars. Um, I don't know. I hate the Stars. I hate the whole well, Central. So, here's what, uh, I'm, here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, the Stars are down 2-1. Stamkos came back, scored, and got hurt again, it sounds like. Uh, I, I hate it for the guy. I really do. I think he uh, he seems like a great guy, a great player. I don't, I've don't. i obviously never met him, but he seems great. Um, I feel for him. I like the Lightning. I'm going to be cheering for the Lightning. With that said, Tom, I'm thinking about dropping a series bet on the Stars. Hey, I bet the price is right. That's for sure. I oh, think man. I saw. I think I saw a plus four fifty earlier today. Ooh. Which, let's be honest, 
we have seen lots of teams come back from 2-1. 3-1 a little different ballgame. Yeah. We've seen lots of teams this postseason come back from 2-1. I think the, the not having tr- not having to travel thing, not having home games, I think changes that dynamic a little bit. Um, I I don't know. I, it's it's on the rise, I believe, too. So, if yeah. I see a plus 500, I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to pull the trigger on a Stars uh, series price. Um, and then it's win-win because if they lose, we get to watch the Stars lose, and I paid the price to watch them lose. And if they win – uh, it's some cash. So yeah, uh, if I if I see plus five hundred, I'm sending out the bat signal, and we're all full go on that. Uh, well, if you uh, try to make some money now, because we'll definitely lose it all again on Sunday. Uh, quick, quick basketball talk. Uh, Lakers took the lead three one. Uh, I'm be honest with you, I haven't watched a second of the big playoffs, uh, probably due to my profession and what has been going on. But I haven't watched a second. I, I will say, uh, I have been. Mirroring through Twitter, watching the Heat, watching the Heat talk, and the Heat had the chance if they move on. The Heat had the chance to take down the Lakers. Which, hey man, give Eric Foster credit; they have been. Uh, he's kept that train moving even after the big three left. Uh, I'll give him that. But my basketball talk is, uh, given my profession as the the law part of Doctor Law. Uh, see what Charles Barkley came out and said? Uh, no, I didn't. So Charles Barkley came out basically and said, uh, "Who do who are black people going to call when they get in trouble? They're, they're going to call the police." And then he made the comment, uh, "I mean, what what do people? They, I'm very paraphrasing here, but um, what do they expect when somebody starts shooting at the police? I mean, yeah. it's so." Uh, that's basketball talk. I'm not going to get into that. Cause <laughs> I don't want to have another podcast like we did an awkward one like last time. <laughs> I, I was I was just about to jump in and tell you how I bet on the Celtics the other night and lost to uh, to bail you out there. But no, I, um, I will say this, and this is my this is my only take on basketball is if I I, I think the time I think the window to bet the Heat to win the NBA Finals has come and gone, or I would make that bet. But I don't think there's a reasonable price on that now because I do think the Lakers are going to win it. Um, And I think it's going to be hilarious how everyone's going to then tell LeBron how it doesn't count, and then he's going to whine and say, yes, it does. Um, But the the other thing is is there's a lot of people who I think are, like, actually putting stock into this whole the Nuggets have come back from 3-1 twice, and now they're down 3-1, and, you know, the series price is plus 600, and let's go hammer that. I would not advise that. Um, I think this is a different series. I think this is a different team they're playing. I, I mean, that's an obvious point. But I think that this is just a different dynamic. Uh, and, honestly, I, I see LeBron just absolutely putting the clamps on Jamal Murray in yeah. game five. I have actually been watching some here and there. Um, <laughs> we've, had some, we've had some double screen situations at the Smith House in the past couple weeknights. And um, – I've watched some, and I'll just tell you, I, I don't see the Nuggets having it here. I love Jokic. I love Murray. Uh, I have made quite a bit of money on the Nuggets this postseason. Um, but uh, shout out to MC Lello, who has also been cashing some here in Greenville on uh, on the Nuggets. But no, I don't. I don't think that this is the time or place to be betting the Nuggets here. I think you ride it out, and if you want to bet the Heat in the finals. I think that's a smart play, but that's all I got on NBA. All right, moving on to, to the main event. We're not college. I think college will be our, our wheelhouse, but we're going to talk about NFL this weekend. Uh, you got anything you're eyeing, uh, particularly me. I know I'm going to I'm going to roll with your your Falcons. Uh, I think the Bears. Uh, I think the Bears are a little 
uh, overrated. I would say overrated. They beat two bad teams, the Lions and the Giants, uh, rolling in Atlanta. Looks like uh, the Falcons are a three and a half point favorite. Uh, I like what the, I like what the Falcons' offense has done. Uh, granted, they got gifted what four turnovers last weekend, uh, but they put points on the board. Uh, I got Julio and Calvin really on my team. Julio's day to day; he'll be a game time decision on Sunday. Uh, but Calvin really has really played some good ball, so I'm going to roll with your Falcons on Sunday. Uh, as a Falcons fan, I will tell you that's a terrible decision. Uh, <laughs> I would not. I, I I think that line stinks. I think the fact that it has sat at three and a half and won't cross three and a half, it just stinks to me. I think the fact that at, at, at this point, uh, you know, just before just before Friday, we're sitting here 27% of the bets and 50% of the money are on the Bears. Uh, so we're probably on opposite sides on that one. I, I won't I, – I, you know, I love the Falcons, but I hate the Falcons, but I can't bring myself to bet against the Falcons. Um, but but I'll tell you, I, if best of luck if you want to bet on them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll just tell you. I'm just telling you what I'm eyeing. I'm, I haven't placed like that yet. So, so you're, just you're lean, as uh, as as the bear says, you're lean casting. I like. Yes, it. we're lean cast. We're lean cast. Uh, so here's here's a couple spots I'll give the people if anybody's looking for NFL games. And again, um, you know, it, it's Thursday. It's early in the week. But uh, here's what I'm seeing. I see the Houston line has moved from plus six to plus four. At current time, Houston's taking 42 percent of the bets but only 18% of the money, but yet that line has moved two full points. You know, just, te- you know, for the people out there who aren't familiar with all this stuff, if 20% of the money is moving the line the opposite direction, that's called a reverse line move. And anytime you see 20% of the money moving a line two full points in an NFL game, especially getting close to a key number of three, that is a huge line move. That means that 20% of the money is – big bets coming in rather than a lot of bets. So I'm actually looking at the Texans uh, plus four. It may be, maybe, you know, the public jumps back on Pittsburgh and you can get it back to plus five. The other one I'm looking at is maybe holding my nose and taking the God-awful Vikings plus three against the Titans. Um, You know, that line opened Titans plus three, I think was the early line. It's already up to minus three, but it hasn't crossed the three and a half. Um, So I'm, you know, I, everybody's on the Titans, and as we know in the NFL, if everybody's on one team, what do we do, Tom? Take the other side. You take the other side. So I feel like we're probably – I'm probably going to end up on the Vikings. And then the other one that I like is I like New England, minus six. Uh, they, you know, they open six-and-a-half-point favorites. It's gone down to six. I think anytime you can bet on Belichick and be contrarian, that's a smart play. Uh, and then the other NFL play that I was looking at, um, is the Bucks minus six going to Denver? I think the Bucks are about to get real hot. The public is all over Tampa, which kind of scares me a little bit. Um, but uh, I'll probably be playing uh, Tampa minus six, and uh, I might have a couple more NFL plays. But that's all I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I've got my eye on Green Bay. I think Green Bay is playing pretty good right now. And someone gave a stat about Drew Brees. He hit, he's completed like very like single digits passes past 20 yards this season. Now, I know they played two whole games, but that's – New Orleans just is not pushing the ball down the field. And Green Bay has looked uh, – Aaron Rodgers has looked like he has lost about five years. Uh, he looks like he's a younger younger Aaron Rodgers than he has been in the past few years. So, I potentially could be wrong with Green Bay. I may take a little bit on the Cincinnati money line. They're playing at the Eagles both 0-2. I love that. I love that. And I think it, I think 
I think Joe Burrow's new new nickname is going to be Joey Backdoor Burrow. Yeah. Uh, not because not because of anything he did at, at the bars at LSU, but I think he's going to be backdoor covering on a lot of people this year once they get down and start throwing the ball around the yard. Yeah. And my only other one is a total one. On Indianapolis is playing the Jets, and I think the Jets are rolling out there with wide receiver like a, a trash can and a dishwasher. So, uh, right now the numbers are 44. And I, I could see the final score being about 17 to 3, 17 to 7. So, uh, those are the ones I'm eyeing. I'm sure we'll, we'll, after Saturday goes, let's hope it goes well. I'm sure we'll deep dive in about all of them Sunday and lose it all back like we normally. I love that. And I'll tell you this, Tom, it just I think that your Green Bay pick is super sharp. Uh, again, just referencing Action Network, Green Bay. Green Bay is actually catching 70% of the bets, but only 10% of the money. But the difference here is the line has moved from six and a half to plus three for Green Bay. So huge line move for Green Bay. So maybe the public will come in and hammer New, or- New Orleans uh, Sunday night a little bit and push that line back up. But it might actually be a nice chance for a middle if you can take uh, the Saints at minus three, and then if it comes back up, you might get a three-point middle on this thing. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, man. Rolling to college football. Uh, and, like, you you sent out a text last night that you, you – I got notification from the Action Network that you were firing in. And this morning I'm sitting there eating breakfast, you're firing in again. I think it's because you misplaced. Your best didn't show up. But uh, you said you were on pre-workout, and the things get hairy. Uh, I'm on pre-workout right now, so thanks to get hairy about how quick we talk. We're going to try and keep it a sensible amount of time talking about college football. But uh, looking at our upcoming bets, uh, you say we are locked into a full slate on Saturday, especially the SEC returning. Yeah, I, I'm stoked. I think this SEC schedule thing is going to be really fun. Uh, I think it's going to be fun <laughs> to uh, – I think it's going to be fun to see, you know, what what's real and what's not. I think there's a lot of perception out there right now, just like there is every year. I think it's going to be a unique, interesting year with a lot of these home field advantages not really being that. You know, you're looking at LSU and Alabama and Auburn and places where teams historically play better at home because of these great home crowds, but they're just not going to have that. So, I think it's going to be uh, fun to see what happens. And, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, we're locked in. The doc is locked in. I got a couple more I think I'm probably going to put in Saturday. But for, for the most part, I got a lot of lines that I like that have moved in my favor. And, uh, yeah, we're looking pretty good. Why don't, only, you give me your first, why don't you give me your first best pick? The the only thing about – and this is kind of what we've, we've struggled with here but the opening few few weeks is before I get my, my picks and stuff like that, um, is you get that Saturday morning – Twitter dump where people are saying, oh, they're COVID positive. This is how many people they're missing, missing, yada, yada, yada. So you're sitting here and you're, like we talked about, you're panicking. Like I panicked a few weeks taking West, taking EKU against West Virginia. I saw all those people going to be out. So I wonder, because we're, like you said, we, we have quite, we're, we like over the years of our gambling, we have liked getting early lines. Because you can see them moving. If you get a good number, that makes all the difference in the world. But now you could add in the, the fact that you, Let's just say, for instance, right now I'm sitting at uh, Kentucky plus seven and a half. What what news could change that tomorrow morning? I mean, it's just it's it's a wild thing. You got we got a you know we got a great number, but Saturday mornings have been just as crazy. Sure, we're betting EPL, of course, but you're getting all this news about COVID. So it's it's always interesting to dive into Twitter, and I hate doing it because Twitter's a black hole. But you dive into Twitter, okay, who's out, who's out, who's out? Okay, I'm going to change a few bets here, and then I'm adding more to something else. So it's always a, it's always a freaking – it's a, 
hell of a morning on Saturday before games even kick off. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, you know, they uh, they were talking about, you know, I mean, Houston has had a terrible time because it's not yeah. even them that are getting their games canceled. Uh, it's, it's the teams they're playing, which sucks. But, yeah, I think it, it's hard because you see, like, for example, Georgia Southern a couple weeks ago, you know, 40-something guys on their roster out because of COVID. Campbell easily, you know, almost wins the game outright, much less covering 28 points. But then you come back and you see something like, you know, I can't remember who it was last week that we jumped on. You mentioned Eastern Kentucky, but, you know, last week we jumped on somebody because of COVID and we don't get our brains beat in, you know. Yeah. So, I think that the COVID thing is going to be hard to play. I think the biggest game, just getting it started, I think the biggest game that you and I are on, on the same side of that has been affected by the COVID thing is Virginia Tech, uh, who is going to be playing Saturday night hosting NC State, who had a huge win against Wake last weekend. That was a great game. Um, but, you know, I guess Fuentes came out, had a press conference and said, oh, you know, we're just hoping we have enough guys to play. And, you know, and you see this line just get hammered from yeah. like 10 and a half or 10 down to six and a half now. But on the other side, man, it's so variable because, like, what if all these guys had symptoms but now they have two negative tests and now they can play? Dude, if, if Virginia Tech plays their whole squad, I mean, I know NC State beat Wake on, in overtime or something – but if Virginia Tech has their whole squad and they're anything that people think they are, getting six and a half is a steal on this it's, game. It's a steal. And as, as me and you have been adopted into the Hokie Nation at a trip last year to Blacksburg, rest in peace, my right hit in Lane Stadium. Um, <laughs> I think it, that it's just – it was so weird watching it because we looked at it Monday and it was like ten and a half, okay. And I've done – I think I still follow all those Virginia Tech accounts on Twitter just to keep up to date with stuff. Like you said, Fuentes came out and he said he was worried sick. But then you see, like I told you, that Trey Turner article was one of the receivers out there. He said they're ready to get after somebody else because they've just been practicing for so long. So it's just – it's one of those things. We're Again, we're both on – I got Virginia Tech at seven. Uh, I think NC State, um, I think they'll be better than last year. I didn't watch any of the game uh, last week. It's Wake, but Wake I don't think it's very good. The game was close. Uh, Blacksburg or Lane Stadium is not going to have the same energy it normally has, so I don't think it's really a home field advantage for Virginia Tech. Uh, but I think Virginia Tech returns a ton of people. They lose a few guys uh, due to graduation and transfers, but uh, Virginia Tech returns a bunch of guys. So I think seven, if everybody plays, especially uh, what it is, I think seven's a steal at that number. I agree. I have it at seven as well. And if it's six, it sits at six and a half, I'm probably going to bet it again. Um, but I'm on Virginia Tech. So let's jump into the early slate here because there's a couple that I know you and I are both on. Uh, one line that opened up 10 and a half and got hammered down to, I think it's a seven or seven and a half now, is Kentucky. Uh, you know, it's, it's a doc in the law uh, tradition every Saturday to put in the hashtag AHB, the Auburn hate bet. Uh, and so I know we got our, I think we got ours both in at seven and a half. So we missed the early number that Circa posted of 10 and a half, but we both got it at seven and a half. Kentucky has a lot of people back. They got Terry Wilson back. They got a great defense. I think Josh Wilson went to the league. But other than that, they, they really got a lot of studs. Uh, they lost Lynn Bowden, but I, I don't think they're going to um, be hurting for offensive weapons. They're a team that likes to run the ball down your throat anyway. Auburn lost a lot of guys on the offensive line, and let's just face it, it's Auburn. Um, so I'm gassed up on Kentucky plus seven and a half. And then also, I, I didn't even sprinkle it. I hit it pretty hard on Kentucky plus 250 on the money line. I'm right there with you. And I think, too, the biggest thing, like you said, Auburn lost a bunch of offensive line as well as defensive line. 
Auburn's strongest in the secondary, and I don't think Kentucky's going to throw the ball around like people think they will. They're on ground and pound, keep it close. And if Kentucky can get the ball in the end zone, not self field goals, if they can get the ball in the end zone, make this thing interesting uh, down the stretch. We uh, again, we both got seven and a half, and my line looks look tasty. Uh, did you get? I got Georgia State at minus one when it first came out. I know it's jumped around quite a bit with a lot of unknowns with Charlotte, but I know their quarterback is potentially – they don't know. He's day-to-day with possibly COVID stuff. Charlotte is, I think, the uh, starter and the backup. So, if Charlotte rolls out there with their third string, who is a walk-on, I think Georgia State at minus one is a steal, especially after last week seeing that team uh, full force against Louisiana. Yeah, I missed that rush on that line. Uh, I, I didn't get a play in. It's already up to minus three now, so it's a little bit of a stay away for me. So probably what I'm going to do is wait until I see some tweet Saturday morning saying who's going to be the quarterback for Charlotte. If it's their first or second stringer, I'm going to consider playing Charlotte plus three because I think Georgia State's in a little bit of a hangover spot. Um, but, I, you know, I think that, again, Georgia State, you know, look, UL Lafayette's a legit team. And yeah. it, I don't think Charlotte is, is quite that caliber. Um, the fact that this line has moved three points in a couple of days, I don't think that all that is just reflected in the quarterback situation. I think the, the sharp money thinks Georgia State's a better team. So, um, I may buy a hook and, and take two and a half. Um, but I'm probably going to wait and see if any news comes out. Hope I don't miss the rush. And pl- but I, I, I'm likely going to be on Georgia State Saturday. Yeah, we're, we're all moving on to the next game that I think we're, we're both on again. Uh, we both expect the Cyclones to come out and have a better game than they did against Louisiana. They've had a week off to figure out the mess. They didn't play that bad against Louisiana. They gave up two special teams touchdowns and a long 80-yard touchdown. Uh, I think that – and TCU has yet to play. A buddy of ours has a theory, and it's not a bad theory, but TCU has film on Iowa State. Iowa State does not have film on TCU. So – Maybe you're thinking about taking the Horn Frogs, and it's not Brock. It's not October yet, so Brock October is not in full effect uh, with Brock Purdy quarterback uh, the Cyclones. But I think uh, Iowa State gets it gets figured out here, and I think we're aren't we both on the Cyclones at minus two and a half. Yep, absolutely. And this line moved as well um, from I think Iowa State plus three is what it opened at, and then swung all the way to Iowa State minus three, and then we got it once it dropped back down and picked up the hook. I'm on Iowa State minus two and a half. I'm on Iowa State on the money line, 135. Uh, And I'll tell you this. uh, I saw some interesting stuff yesterday that said Matt Campbell, who we love Matt Campbell. I think Mm -hmm. most people who who listen to Stephen the Bear like we do and and are, you know, dialed into college football and love the game like Matt Campbell. I think he's a football guy, uh, hashtag football guy. Um, But, no, I think that uh, Matt Campbell is a guy – who can get his teams up for big games, but maybe can't get his teams up for games that aren't big games. Because when they've been a big favorite like they were um, against uh, Lafayette, they have not covered – I think they're like 40% covering those games. But when they're an underdog or a small favorite in these conference games, I think he's like 70 or 75% covering games over the last five years. Yeah. which, like, nobody's even close to that other than Cutcliffe at Duke. So, yeah. um, I think that I think that this is a game where they're going to bounce back. They had a couple injuries. You know, Kohler was out for them against Lafayette. He's going to be back. And so, um, you know, I think they're going to ride Brees Hall. I think they're going to be able to push TCU around a little bit. TCU's questionable uh, on offense a little bit. Um, and losing Jalen Rager and, and the quarterback, I think this – I think his name's Doge, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's kind of a mobile guy, and Iowa State plays that kind of 3-3-5 moving around defense. I, 
I think Iowa State is going to be able to handle them on Sunday. And, and like we said, I'm on the money line in minus two and a half. Yeah. Uh, moving on, our CBS game for uh, tomorrow is a good old let's start Vegas. Mississippi State travels down to Baton Rouge to take on the LSU Tigers. Uh, we both jumped on Mississippi State. And I think it's more uh, – I think – we both jumped on Mississippi State based so on the fact of a lot of unknowns with LSU and how much they are losing. Yeah, I, and so I actually, I actually have a strategy for this game, and which is rare that I got a strategy. Um, but I have a strategy for this game, and so uh, I think that w- where I'm looking is this: I think LSU, like you said, this is a little bit of a bet against LSU. They lost a lot of people. Um, you know, they lost Dave Aranda, the defensive coordinator. I mean, no, Bo Pelini's back, but I'm no Bo Pelini uh, fan. Um, I think that more than likely, uh, it sounds like Jamar Chase is not going to play. It sounds like, you know, LSU obviously lost a lot of guys, didn't get many guys back. Um, and so what I see is this. I see LSU with big expectations that kind of outstretch the personnel that they actually have on the field. And I see LSU starting really slow. And I see Mike Leach and Mississippi State coming out, and they're all fired up, and I see them starting really fast. So my plan is this. I took Mississippi State plus 17. I wouldn't have taken that bet if I didn't think Mississippi State could cover 17 points. However, once there is a slow start, which I think there will be, I'm going to be looking for LSU live automatically. And the minute it looks like LSU is starting to move the ball on Mississippi State, because I do not think they'll be good on defense, the minute I start to see that LSU is waking up a little bit and moving the ball on offense, I'm going to try to hammer LSU live and play a middle. I'm hoping for at least five points, maybe seven. But if I can get LSU minus nine and a half or even down to minus six and a half, I'm going to hammer that and then hope that I win both bets and play the middle. But that's my strategy for Mississippi State this week. I think they're going to be a team that's going to start fast and get pummeled at the end. I think their season is going to reflect that same thing. But, uh, but yeah, I did um, at least initially take the 17. We're both in the troops. The next game, Army at Cincy. I know uh, we love the troops, love America's team, the Army Black Knights. Both, I think we both got them at 14 and a half. Uh, I think we got, we've been betting. Army has been one of our more profitable teams in the past, what, two, three years? Because uh, they – always seem to cover his double-digit dog. Uh, but they go to Cincinnati. It's actually a top 25 matchup, which should be a pretty good game. Uh, Army, again, I think it's moved about 13 and a half right now. We got it at 14 and a half. I think uh, I've watched more Army football here in the past two, three years, ever since we went to that Army-Navy game so three years ago. Watched more Army football than I had any other football. I take that back, probably Alabama. Uh, and then uh, we're moving – so – I just think that the triple option poses so many issues, um, so many problems for a team just to try and get ready for. And then all, they played Austin Peay, Cincinnati did last weekend. Even though Army hadn't really played anybody, that triple option never goes anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I, I just don't – I mean, you know, Stephen Bear mentioned this. I've heard this from a couple of people. I don't know where the possessions are going to be for them to beat Army by, by you know, 15 points. I just don't – I don't know. And, unless Army has a bunch of three and outs, which isn't really something they do much under Munkin. I just don't see them having uh, enough possessions for unless Cincinnati's scoring on every possession and Army Army's punting five times, which again that's not something they do either. I just don't see there being enough possessions for this to be a fifteen point game. I could be wrong. Army could get stroked, um, but I feel like we're on the right side here. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I know we're, we're trying to we're pressed for time, uh, but we got we're both on the tide, right? 
Oh, yeah. I grabbed 27 and a half. I grabbed first half 15 and a half. That's already up to 17 and a half. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think there's going to be any live numbers because I feel like they're going to jump on Missouri pretty early. Um, if they start slow, I'm going to try to grab some live, live numbers. But I think this is one where you just close your eyes and hit send. Uh, it's, I think it's an Alabama revenge tour this year. They're going to try to beat everybody by 100. So, and plus, I got A&M on deck next week. I think they're going to try to impose their will, impose their will on Missouri and say, hey, SEC, look out because this, this thing ain't dead yet. Uh, I think my last one right now before I lock in tomorrow, I took South Carolina plus four. I'm definitely going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line. They're playing Tennessee tomorrow night. Um, I know we got some Tennessee listeners of the podcast. Sorry, Tennessee, Garantani is still your quarterback. Um, that's not changing. There's a lot of unknowns with South Carolina, but I think they bring over Mike Bobo. Uh, he's going to have a dynamic offense. He's going to put the ball down the field like South Carolina has not had in several years. Uh, I think they're going to. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think South Carolina. I think they'll get the four, but I could see it come down the wire and uh, the Gamecocks get the win in the end. Yeah, I have not made a bet on this game yet, but I think I'm probably going to bet South Carolina money line and uh, drink a beer and enjoy this one. Yeah, because we and we got late night football too. I mean, I think BYU's playing Troy, and we'll, I think Troy's catching roughly two touchdowns. I've seen different sides. Some people say BYU is kind of a fluke against Navy because we saw what Navy was hadn't been tackled in almost uh, three months. So um, Troy may give BYU all they want to. Now we don't know what we're getting with Troy because they played Middle Tennessee State, who you may as well have had Hoover High School out there for two games with Middle Tennessee State. Uh, but I think Troy will give. Uh, BYU a pretty good game, but that'll be actually a late night game. I think it kicks off uh, nine Eastern, eight Central, something like that. So it'll be yep, nice yep. something in the dark. Yep, and not to mention, let's not forget Mountain West voted football's coming back in the Mountain West. Eight it game is. schedule, so we're going to get that late night Hawaii bailout game. Same, same with Pac twelve. Maybe the Pac twelve play like at midnight, so we'll have have some <laughs> either save our, after dark, maybe. save our Saturdays or make our Saturdays any even better. Uh, do you want to add anything to our gambling stuff before we get out of here? Uh, I got a couple more plays. If you have any, uh, you can give them out. And if not, I'll give a couple out quickly and we can wrap it up. Go for it. Uh, so a couple more I have if the people want to make a little bit of money on Saturday. Uh, I know you are on this play as well. I like West Virginia. I think that Oklahoma State looked completely lost without Spencer Sanders. I think West Virginia is going to be coming in hot. I think Oklahoma State has a little bit of a hangover. Um, I'm going to be playing the same strategy I mentioned with Mississippi State, taking the dog early, hoping for a slow start at home, and then looking for the home favorite live. I'm going to play that same play at West Virginia. I took them plus seven and a half. Um, I am doing the same thing with Duke, plus seven. I'm taking the points there. Cutcliffe, everybody knows he's great as a dog. So I'm taking Duke plus seven. I'll probably be looking for Virginia live. Um, Another one, you know, if, if we say you close your eyes and bet Bama, well, you close your eyes and you bet against Kansas. And so I'm betting Baylor minus 17. I think that Kansas is dog shit, and I don't know what Baylor is, but I know Kansas is dog shit. So I'm betting against Baylor. Uh, if you close your eyes and bet Bama and bet against Kansas, then you hold your nose and you bet Bandy. So <laughs> you know I love you know I love to stink. I love to get down in there with these dirty dogs like Citadel last week. So again, my, my same strategy for this week is. You know, uh, A&M, I believe, has Bama next week. And yeah. so there's going to be a major look-ahead factor. I'm looking for a slow start from A&M. Uh, hopefully Vandy has at least one player on offense who can run 10 or more yards at a time without being tackled. Vandy gets a couple first downs, and then I'll be looking for A&M live. But I did take 31 with Vandy. Uh, and then my probably biggest pick of the week, Tom, uh, 
I'm on Liberty minus mm. six and a half. Okay. Liberty has legit guys. They looked great in their first game. Uh, they have their school's all-time leading passer, their quarterback, who they got back. They look like they could move the ball on the freaking New York Jets last week. Um, and uh, they're playing against FIU. That line actually has gone up from six and a half where I got it. It's all the way up to seven and a half now. Um, and it looks like it's actually uh, – pretty good percentages, like 70% of the bets and the money that are coming in on Liberty. Um, and so hopefully I don't get burned with that one, but uh, I do have Liberty minus six and a half. And then uh, another thing that I think we're known for at GPS is the teasers, Tom. Mm. So I have dropped a 10 team teaser that I'm officially giving out to the people. And here we go. It's a 10 team teaser. You can get it on Bovada for plus 700. And it goes as follows. I teased Army up to plus 23. I teased Texas to minus 7.5. I teased Bama to minus 18. I teased UCF to minus 17. I teased Kentucky to 17.5. I teased Georgia to 18. I teased Mississippi State to 27. I teased Baylor to 7. I teased Miami to 1.5. And, and I teased Texas A&M to minus 20.5. Uh, so that will probably lose by 1 o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> But uh, it'll be fun to ride. So if anybody wants some teaser action, there's your 10-team teaser. Uh, it's completely psychotic and will guarantee to lose, uh, but it'll be a good time. But that's my plays. Man, that's that's quite the spread. We got to make sure we get – we didn't give our college picks last week on the Instagram, so we'll definitely do this. Do it this week. Um, anything else before we get out of here? I think that's it, man. I, I uh, Oh, one more, one more pick. If anybody <laughs> wants – if anybody, because you, you know, if the doc has anything, baby, I got one more pick. Uh, if anybody wants a little throwaway action, Corrales Punta Cana uh, is where the PGA Tour is this week. Um, I think Hudson Swafford was probably your overnight leader. I don't remember what the scores are. Uh, but if anybody wants a little action, there's a guy, Akshay Badia, just went pro. He's a sweet swinging lefty Indian kid. I love him. Um, he's like going off at plus 125 in PGA tournament this week. I like him a lot. Um, I also like Pat Perez in this tournament. I think he shot two under in first round. Um, I like him a lot. And then uh, I also like um, Sam Burns. He's an up-and-coming guy. Uh, shout out to uh, MJG down in uh, – I think he actually just moved back to Louisiana, Charlestown maybe or something like that. But uh, he's a big Sam Burns guy. And so a uh, little, little shout out to him with the Sam Burns pick. But uh, Sam Burns, Badia, and Pat Perez, if you want a little PGA action this week. Ooh. Getting after it, my friend. Getting after it. We're locked in. Hey, that's that's how we are, especially during the fall. Um, I got us a getaway slogan. It's a great one. I think it applies to me and you. It applies to our lifestyles. Um, and we'll start we'll start closing every episode with it. Life is like Tell a sandwich. Tell them how we live. Life is like Tell a sandwich. Tell them how we live, Tom. Life is like a sandwich. No matter which way you flip it comes first. I love it. Enjoyed it, buddy. Best right. luck to you this weekend. Have a good one. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of fears without crying. Now I want to understand. I have done all that I could to see the evil and the good without hiding. You must have Doctor, my eyes Tell me what is wrong Was I 
Yeah. Uh-huh. 